with us and join the crew on an epic adventure of thrills, chills, and kills. Together, you will explore death, heroes, and the abyss. Sometimes we do not make it to a happy afterlife. Listen as our heroes rise up and do what many cannot. Here on the Chronicles of the Lost Realm spin-off show, Four Corners of Hell. Recording. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Four Corners of Hell. I am your storyteller, Chris Stolle. And joining me tonight is some returning faces from episode one and a whole bunch of other faces that we don't know yet, but we will. Why don't we go ahead and start with the uh, chronicler himself, a.k.a. Lemmy Stormkiller. Say hello to Ray. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. <laughs> the assassin with the legs for days, Miss Valhanna Midway, uh, Windmeadow. Hello, boys and ladies. Especially the ladies. And speaking of ladies, the man with the dress and a bottle of scotch, Mr. Uh, Melwood. Wearing pants, you stupid fool. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, we have a couple new characters. I can't reveal their character names yet, but we will go ahead and introduce the players. That would be uh, Miss Busy. Hi. Uh, Mr. Nicholas. What's up? And a person, if you watch Chronicles of the Lost, or listen to Chronicles of the Lost Realm, you may recognize his voice as the Blighted Crow on that show. But playing a new character tonight, Mr. Scott. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Come on, somebody's got to say it. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi Dr. Nick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into hell. Uh, when last we left off, uh, Melwood and Kate and uh, or Valhanna and Lemmy, along with uh, Trap Spring Wonderlust and Corbin Hartpell, were in a tunnel facing their own demise as Corbin exclaimed that there was only one way into the abyss, and that was basically through the fireball of a red dragon. Guess what? You guys all of a sudden blink, and well, except for Lemmy and Trapspring, you have no idea what happened to them, but as far as Katie and Melwood are concerned, you blink, and you're standing in the square of Varesh under the sea of a white dragon that is being taunted and and uh, screamed at by Ferran Tecthonolis and Billy Knowles. And <laughs> just as you come into focus and realize, what the hell was that about? Like you were daydreaming. That is when the dragon releases its fire breath, or ice breath, and absolutely obliterates the bard. And also drops Ferran at the same time. During that time, you guys are also standing by, by the Blighted Crow, who was just as surprised as everybody else that it wasn't a plague that killed everything. Uh, the, the crowd is just turning into a panicking mob, and you have the Queen's Hand now pressing this mob away from the scene. So it, it's turning into a complete clusterfuck. Um... Through this, I want you guys to give me a quick perception roll. I guess I should get on MRIPG. <laughs> Use your own die. I don't care. Am I doing this on my old character, new character, or not at all? 
your your old character. Like I said, Crow's going to be here for a minute. All right. 22. Okay, 22. Oh, yeah, I forgot your, your pluses. <laughs> 21. 21. His pluses. <laughs> oh, perception's not as high as others. That's not good. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Okay, so... Blighted Crow is just trying to figure out how to piece Billy back together to be able to perform an autopsy. Um, the other two, you've seen just out of the corner of your eye a very small red-robed figure kind of dart in and out of the crowd heading towards the center of the battle. But you didn't catch a good glimpse. It was just something that looked like it was about three feet tall. May had white hair, may might not. Couldn't couldn't really get more than that. But you have noticed that something is darting in the opposite direction, heading towards the dragon, towards the queen's chariot, towards everything that's going on, and basically being unimpeded by the crowd as as they're they're turning into you know Philadelphia after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um. <laughs> yes, including eating horse shit and climbing uh, lampposts. Um, <laughs> proud of my city. Proud of my city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this scene is taking our new characters completely by surprise. Uh, guys, now is the time to go ahead and introduce your characters and what your characters look like and how they're perceiving the scene of watching a drow ranger and a bard get completely obliterated by what was standing as a queen's hand captain that turned into a white dragon who plucked an old witch out of a dancing hut with chicken legs and the queen's chariot being right off to the side but no sign of the queen because of the fact of everything going on and now of course the whole entire you know melee of, of shit going on go ahead we'll start with busy <laughs> Um, in the crowd, there's, uh, a, a, gray, uh, short for a drow, but drow-looking, uh, person, woman, um, and she, she's very intrigued by what's going on, and she actually, she... She looks like she wants to dart forward, but she she seems to be waiting on her companion. Okay. And her companion. Uh, standing next to the little drow-looking female is a, a human wearing just kind of robes. Not really any armor, just basic clothing. Uh gray black hair with gray streaks and a pair of long swords and just kind of eyeing the scene wondering what the hell is going on or not and just uh, keeping an eye on his companion making sure that either one of them is in any immediate danger all right now that we've had now that we've had those introductions don't worry scott you'll get yours in a minute okay <laughs> I want everybody again to make another perception roll. Score high. Nope. 11. 21. 
Twenty-one, of course. Oh, oh wrong. Wow. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. Only nineteen this time. Only nineteen. <laughs> Only. I'll say even Nicholas notices here. Okay. You guys start noticing the crowd as it's dispersing and, and everything's going on. Even the flapping of the white dragon's wings seem to be slowing. You're moving in normal time, you know, doing whatever you're doing, trying to avoid people bumping into you and, and you know, staying out of the way of, of things flying all over the place and, and women screaming for their children. And But you, you notice that it's just, it seems like everything is slowing down and crawling to finally, which what everybody else would finally perceive, is everything just grinds to a halt. And you notice that nobody's moving. Nobody makes a sound. The dragon is stuck in midair. Wings extended, but not flapping. Nobody oh, seems to even be breathing or moving. Boy, is the dragon going to be pissed. In fact, the only ones that you see moving are yourselves. And you could perceive across the way the fact like uh for 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 uh the new characters you could see over and see uh a a, a mage and and a uh an elf uh warrior and and a guy in a crow mask still moving but nobody else except for over by the bodies of the two warriors who went down to the dragon's breath you see Bray. Bray. <laughs> that's your that's your introduction to to a certain character, Ray. Uh-huh. Uh so it's a short little three foot tall man with a balding head and long white hair. He's got like a cul-de-sac going on. Uh wearing red robes, similar to Melwood's, but not quite. Um kind of seemingly walks out of nowhere and makes his way through all this. And you do notice that this is what you were catching glimpse of before those who rolled high enough. And as he approaches the, the center of the chaos and incarnate, you see, he has a rather troubled look upon his face. And most notably, he's kind of looking at Billy who is now just chunks of ice pretty much. Picks up an ear, smiles and shakes his head and drops <laughs> it back down. He's kind of... Oh my. Oh no. This is just... Oh, this will never do. This is not at all what was meant to happen. Oh. Where did I go wrong? And he kind of looks around to all of you that are still moving. And he says, Bringing you all here was meant to heal the lost realm. And put it back on course. Put it back in the timeline. Not sunder it, Father. I see now that I was mistaken. There's nothing that can be done except to restart the flow. I must change the future. That's it. I'll send all of you somewhere safe. And there you can recover. You must regain your strength. You must gain power. And together, you can come back and save this realm from what ails it. The plague. The queen. Oh, saved the Baba plague. Yaga. Oh, yes. 
Yes, the plague is a very real thing, and it's all because of you. Because of me? I didn't start the plague. I have no time to explain to you the details and intricacies of my inner workings. But that is exactly what we must do. And I know just the place to send you. Ah, yes, to the Dwarven City. There's two people there that could, they could very much help you. I, I shall send you to them. In fact, I, I do believe their chieftain has just sent them looking for you. So this will be splendid. Very well. Could we bring, could we bring our patient, my patient here? Oh, the, the frozen, bard? The frozen one. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think there is nothing more that can be done for him. Although, study him. and he reaches over and grabs the cloak of Baba Yaga that Billy was wearing. And when he does so, it changes from ice back to the normal cloak. And he folds it up nicely as he walks over to the doctor and kind of just pushes it into your chest. Here, take this as a memento. As I'm watching this, uh, I go from bouncing on my feet, excited, you know, at the scene, to, Ollie, are you seeing this? Yes, uh, I'm not quite sure what exactly is going on. Uh, these, the forces at work here are unknown to me. I advise caution as we proceed. <laughs> he spins... <laughs> He lets go of the cloak that he's trying to push off on the doctor and spins around to look at uh, look at Ollie, was it? Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Oliver, yeah. He spins around, touches his nose twice, the side of it, and points it in you, and he says, Proceed! Proceed exactly! And he snaps his fingers, and when he does, <laughs> you all, like the world around you, becomes a sp- high-speed blur of just color and smell and sight and sound. It's like you're traveling through space and time. Step in, step in real quick. Step in real quick. As the world is fading away in Varesh, from one of the doorways of a bakery, pops out Scott. Oh, all right. <laughs> um. Be eating bread. <laughs> no, He's got like he two arms of baguettes. A, uh, a tray of muffins. Baguettes. <laughs> Um, out steps a very large half-orc. Green skin, very beautiful blue eyes, black hair, six foot seven, muscles upon muscles, vein, you know, veiny, you know, looks, looks a little, looks actually pretty happy with himself. (laughs) Covered, completely covered head to toe in flour. <laughs> but nice. he steps out and he's, he he sees he, what your character sees is you see that outside of a couple people everything is kind of frozen in time and now the world is kind of melting away before you as you're standing there in your apron flower covered apron and holding a tray of muffins that you just finished baking. What is oh your reaction my. to what you see? Oh my, who's going to have my muffins? <laughs> 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 I must have put too much magic into them this time. <laughs> Your special muffins. <laughs> it's all that magic, boy. I knew that that voice was going to break everybody. <laughs> There's no way really... anybody could take that seriously. 
I, I'm well, sorry. If you guys I, would I, actually have looked at my name, you would have had a hint. I, I, my I, name I, is Philadius Burry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really expected more of a Gordon Ramsay like, what the bloody hell is all this noise? My cake can't rise. You know, I like he just killed I, my souffle. What is going on? My souffle? No. I'm sorry, Chronicler. You were you were spinning the world out of control. Well, it's it's <laughs> make sure somebody else got trapped. It's, uh, how do you pronounce that again? Philadius. Philadius Burry or <laughs> Phil Burry. For Phil, sure. yeah, Phil. So as soon as Phil pops out and says that, <laughs> everybody else is already like mid, like Stargate <laughs> teleport. He like <laughs> slow motion turns and looks at you. He's like, "Oh no." I forgot one. And he snaps. <laughs> and you begin teleporting with everyone else. Um, Beam me up, Scotty. Right, yeah. that's It's very similar to what I was expecting. Um, but as all of this sensory input is coming in, you, you hear the sound of that, that little man's voice one last time saying, Fear not. When you arrive at your destination, I will explain better. I apologize for everything that I've done to you. From the deep, humblest parts of my heart, I will make it up to you, I promise. For I am the Chronicler. And with all the sensory input and just the lights and the flashing, you all just kind of fall unconscious. What does it taste like? Purple. Chronicler? <laughs> I ate the purple berries. They taste like burning. I taste green. <laughs> so, you guys awaken in a dungeon. The blighted crow is not to be seen. <laughs> However, in his place is another person, human, dirty blonde hair, unkempt armor. Stinks of booze. <laughs> Ray, would you like to describe Lemmy for the group? Um, that was that's pretty much. So yeah, he's uh, oh what I say? He's six six and a half feet tall, dirty blonde hair. He's got kind of a, a scraggly, like lazy beard and mustache. You know, like oh, I could shave it off, but I would rather go drinking instead. Um, his armor is definitely battle-worn and dingy. Uh, the shield that he's kind of resting upon has the symbol of his god, um, which has been just furiously scratched out with a sword. Uh, he definitely completely reeks of booze. And as he kind of rouses a little bit to look at you all, he's... Uh, oh, oh, man, another dungeon what I do this time? Fucking Englishman. <laughs> now, for player character knowledge, Lemmy, Valhanna, Melwood, you all have recollection of where you left off before things happened. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're completely confused, especially Lemmy. The last thing you remember was facing down the Red Dragon, and now you wake up in a dungeon. 
Valhana and Melwood are completely clusterfuck confused because they were facing the dragon, then they were in the town square of Varesh facing the white dragon, and now they're here after a little froggy guy with a red robe snapped his fingers. <laughs> Everybody else just has no clue what the hell's going on. But as you as you guys look around in the dungeon, you notice that there are chains up on the walls, uh, some torture devices, and you see two bodies. Uh, actually, one chained to the wall and another one uh, connected to a flayer's uh, e- X, you know, the, the where you would uh, strap up the arms and legs and, and flay a man alive or whatever. Uh, Melwood... Lemmy and uh, uh, Valhana, please give me a perception roll as you look at those bodies. Oh my, a dungeon. Whatever did I do to be here? (laughs) At least I still have my muffins. You don't have your muffins. (gasps) I was wanting a muffin. What happened to my muffins? (laughs) Lemmy's wiping crumbs off of his beard. Uh, <laughs> Katie, Katie's still wiping the magic dust out of her eyes that the chronicler used on her. She's not really perceiving it. Um, However, Joe sees it, and chronicler, we're, or yeah, chronicler, Lemmy, we're waiting <laughs> on you. Yeah, I am trying to find Lemmy the character sheet. Lemmy, the quest for more money. Yeah. <laughs> D20. Bear with us, guys. It's only episode two. It's growing pain. <laughs> D20 plus. Come on. No whammy. No whammy. While this comes up, Lemmy looks directly at Millwood. You smell like dragon's breath. But can you tell me which color? <laughs> 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 he takes a drink from his jug. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, we're just gonna go with that. <laughs> There's been two in the last five minutes. Okay, <laughs> Joe and Ray, you realize that the two bodies, the one that's on the fray rack, is a uh, is a tall, what seems to be human male. You could tell he had long hair and he wore blue robes and what looks like it was trimmed out in stars and moons and torched alive (gasps) and over on the wall chained to the wall is about a two and a half foot almost like a child you can't really tell because it's been torn apart a lot like it just looks like a sack of meat in a shiny armor with an emblem of a hoop pack man trap spring and uh wizard guy oh my gosh corbin corbin <laughs> oh sad the day uh, corbin. <laughs> multi-pass corbin Dallas. Mm-hmm. oh by the way if you look closer at the uh the, the the kender body you see a silver dagger jammed through the bottom of the jaw through the top of the head. Dips. Like somebody was trying to shut him up. Well, he was a kinder. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Well, I'm going to go check on them, you know, because they may have special equipment that needs to be, you know, recovered and protected <laughs> in for their a, family's sake. In the honor, like the silver dagger. Yeah, I was going to say, in the honor of our kinder friend, it seems only responsible that we take the dagger. Well, you take the dagger and uh, just, just for special purposes, uh, Mel, would you notice down in the hand a ring that you had lost at Corbin's uh, estate? When you first arrived in Kryn, Dibs. when you shook hands with the uh, trap spring, uh, I'll have to reclaim that. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it goes to its next again. That's right. We have to protect these things. And uh, by the way, where's my feckin' genie? <laughs> you don't have a feckin' genie. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yes, you do. Not, not here, you don't. Yeah, he's not here. As a matter of fact, you and Valhanna both feel very much like you're disconnected from a lot of things that you normally felt comfortable with, like the over, uh, ever watchful eye of the uh, of the uh, Raven Queen. You know, uh, you almost the best way I can describe it is most of you can almost feel sympathetic to Lemmy right now and how he feels like. His God is no longer with him. Like all of you really feel that absence of a higher power that would guide you and hope and help you. The fact this place is very heavy with despair and emptiness, just a very, very hollow, hollow feeling. Uh, you look around, it's all dark gray stone splattered with old blood and, and mold and mildew water running on the floor, uh, an overfilled chamber pot in a corner, uh, metal bars uh, off to the side, which is how you were, you know, brought in. Beyond that, you see one solitary torch, which gives very, very low light. You hear screams and mutters and, and muffled curses in the, in the background and snarls, but you can't really make anything out distinctive in what's going on. Is there anyone crying? Me. There's many people crying. Let me. Okay. So I'm <clears throat> just going to, whoever's crying, I'm going to be like right next to them, just staring them down. There's <laughs> nobody in the, There's nobody in this chamber with you. You, it's just your crew. Oh, well then I'm going to be looking for whatever's crying because I have that curse where if a creature is crying, I feel magically attracted to it. Okay, well, you walk up to the metal bars, but you can't get much farther. I stare down the hallway distantly, so lost. You only see about ten feet illuminated <laughs> uh, from the torch, and then pitch black beyond. So sad. <laughs> there... Somebody tell me what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even with that voice. <laughs> one minute I'm baking bringing out my muffins to sell and the next thing I know I'm here and I have no muffins I'm it's getting a little like upset well I don't know I I walk over to uh, whoever was looking at the silver dagger in the, in the childlike dead body okay. yeah and I'm like did you know them 
Oh, ah, that would be me, Merwood. Uh, distantly. More, more from uh, reputation. I can bring them back, but they won't be the same. That's never (laughs) a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Me, wizard, no, that's never a good idea. It's always a good idea. And I walk back over to Oliver. I did that with a cat once. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Cemetery. (laughs) As she uh, walks back over to me, I'll just kind of eye her. As she walks back up and be like, be careful how much you reveal to these people. We do not know them. And we find ourselves in strange circumstances with stranger people. Hey, who do you call it strange over there, English? (laughs) (laughs) This one, he seems very angry. They made me spill my scotch. (laughs) You don't have any scotch. (gasps) No! The flasks are gone? In fact, all of your personal belongings are gone. Oh, well, that's lame. Do I still have my staff? You do not have anything. You have your clothing and... Muffin. No, no muffins. Does that include my red robe? No, you still have your robe. I say clothing. You don't have you don't have any of your your weapons. You don't have any of your spell components. You don't have any of your alcohol. You don't have your your travel packs with food or water or supplies. No this torches. Would have been a good thing to notice at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, let so me including rings and that type of thing. So I have no magic with me. Lemmy now noticing that his alcohol is gone immediately walks to Melwood as fast as possible because he's the only one who can relate, puts his hands on his the sides of his face and very solemnly gets closer and says, We have to get out of here now. We need to find a still. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel as, the alcohol leaving my bloodstream. As you guys are arguing about that, you hear distantly... What sounds like really wet footsteps in thick mud. Okay. Just kind of... Um. Walking through the hall. And with it, you hear very distantly a... Type breathing as it gets closer and closer to your guys' cell. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> so somebody play dead. Somebody play dead. Did you say that out loud? Die. Oh. So, if you say play dead out loud, I just drop down dead. <laughs> somebody <laughs> you do that, somebody play dead. Look at you and roll my eyes. <laughs> I cast press digitation on her to make her stink. <laughs> I'm just gonna draw my my robes and whatever around me and kind of walk off to the side. <laughs> Run over to the bars. Hey, there's a dead body in here. Somebody died. Come on, come get them. It really stinks. 
So you guys are streaming. <laughs> you guys are streaming all this out as uh, it, for, to to what what's walking in the hallway. Yeah, you're like, making that much of a ruckus. Like trying to get the attention of the guard because I assume that's what it is. <laughs> hey, I'm going to study this ring and figure out what it does because it may be our only chance. You would. <laughs> Slink into the shadows in a corner somewhere with my my robes drawn around me. <laughs> so, as as Melwood is like staring at a ring, but trying to keep it conspicuous from whatever may appear around that corner, um, and everybody else is just you know acting like you know the end of Jaws two, where they're jumping on the boat like, hey, 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 help us! There's dead things over here. Um, <laughs> All of a sudden, you see turning around a corner what's cloaked in absolute black, blackest cloak you've ever seen. Um, however, you can see that it is dripping wet, but it is not wet with water. It's wet with blood, just oozing off of every inch of it. And as the hooded figure turns to look at you, you see your own worst fears realized in the emptiness of the cowl. Uh, well, forget everything I just said. (laughs) In a whispering voice that you almost hear in your head more than actually hear out loud, you hear a... (laughs) She said there would be new sports. Welcome. As he says that, you hear a click of a lock to the gate. Oh, hey, uh, there we go. And as you hear the click to the lock, you hear again the voice in, in your head. Welcome to the first level. She awaits you at the 600th level. Good luck. (laughs) Just a flood of blood where that body used to be. Splashing all over you guys as well. I mean, that's me as a human saying, you she's like, oh, okay. However, you do notice that your your cell door has been unlocked and just outside the door in the pool of blood now is all your effects. Yay! I to my stuff splashing in the blood. Oh man, <laughs> after I erased my stuff? Geez. Why'd you erase it, you crazy? Because <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm going to look we, at the one that was slinking in the shadows. Be like, we see all of was, our stuff, right? He was yeah. talking to you. Yeah, everything's there. Everything, okay. Everything's there, including the muffins. They're all there. Oh, my. <gasps> I'm going to... Uh, They're bloody muffins. as shit. I'll hold my hands up, and because I'm Eldritch Knight, I'm bonded with my two long swords, and they can I can just summon them to my hands. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'll just summon them to my hands and then put them back under my belt. These are the long swords you are looking for. <laughs> <laughs> as you as you guys are gathering your belongings, you realize that all of a sudden down the hallway, torches just start self-igniting. And you see that uh, for a good 300 yards is just a straight tunnel 
and about every 50 feet or so is another door cage doorway just like the one you just left and uh at the end of the hallway is a giant metal door which does have a uh, emblazonment on it, but of course you guys are t- a little too far away right now to be able to make out the, the emblem on it. However, you, you do notice that that's pretty much the only way to go. You were at the end of the hallway. Well, I guess there's only one way to go. What do you guys want to do? There's definitely no going back the way that we came in. Well, I walk over and I pick up my muffins, my quarter staff, and my spell fo- my spell f- focus. I guess this is the way we go. <laughs> Onward and upward, as they say. Oh my god, you gotta hear this character's voice. <laughs> um, well, should. Can the one who made me stinky clean me up? I don't like I, ca- I cast Prestidigitation again and uh, clean her of all her mud and whatnot and take away the stink. <laughs> you wanna clean the muffins up of the blood? We can eat them. Are they bloody muffins? They are bloody. <laughs> bloody muffins. And I am absolutely taking care of the muffins, too. They were, <laughs> everything everything kind of just popped out of the robes of that uh, of that thing when it completely liquefied into blood. Oh, yeah. I am going on a prestidigitation uh, heyday, just cleaning everything spotless. <laughs> All right. Thank you, lad. <laughs> my stuff up and put it on. <laughs> All right, so everybody, everybody I feel my armor class growing it. <laughs> right? I'm not weak anymore. So you, you guys gathered up all your stuff. You did all the cleaning up, and you're looking and seeing that there's only one way to go. Uh, are you guys just going to head down the hallway? Are you going to hang out and rest and eat? Uh, what are we supposed to eat? We don't have food. We got muffins. You have muffins. Covered in blood. That'll be thirty silver each. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have have some scotch now that my stuff is back. (laughs) I'm gonna hang out with Melwood. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Look, scotch here. (laughs) It's a tough of the morning to you now, lad. (laughs) That's just what the doctor ordered. You do notice that the, the blighted crow is still missing, even though he was transported, for lack of a better term, with you guys. Oh, dang. <clears throat> um, are there other cells in this hallway? About every fifty feet. Okay. Um. And you're still you're still hearing the hollow screams and the the crying and the uh, the tortured uh, tortured yells and. Everything you were hearing before, it does seem a little louder now that you're out of your cell. I'm going to use thaumaturgy to yell down the hallway. You guys are loud! (laughs) You you don't really get a response. It's just continued. No! No! Um, (laughs) Hey, that's my line. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, now they know they're com- we're coming. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting for it. Um, so yeah, uh, you, you didn't you didn't get really a response. You just hear the same amount of of noise and sound soundtrack of uh, torture and torment, basically. <laughs> well, before, and crying, a lot of crying. Before all this happened, we did say we were trying to get to the abyss. I think we're finally in hell. Well, why would you bring me with you? You were a happy accident. Just like I was to my parents. <laughs> my oh. eyes get all wide and I start like, <laughs> jumping up and down and clapping. I'm like, Ollie, we're in hell. I am a happy person. <laughs> I can think of worse places to be. This does not seem so bad so far. You haven't taken a step yet. <laughs> I was going to say, well... I suppose we should probably start pressing on. I will lead the way. I guess. Uh, all right, so Lemmy starts uh, tracking himself forward and everybody else following him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, following, mm-hmm. staying close to my, my companion. All right. Uh, you, re- you do hear and realize that your footsteps are unusually loud in this corridor and echo and reverberate off of everything um i'm gonna put my hood of my elven cloak of elven kind up okay saying that okay you're still noisy as a as a bull in a china shop walking (laughs) it's 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 almost like it's by design that this this hallway just amplifies the slightest sound It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm just going to have my, my robe still drawn around me with my, my hood to it and everything up. Just kind of walking with having my body concealed and whatnot as much as I can within my robes. That right. the, one, the, the one that keeps you know hiding in the shadows and cloaking himself and everything, let me just kind of slowly turns and looks at him and does like the two uh, like the fingers at his eyes and then points at him like I'm watching, I'm watching you <laughs> he doesn't uh not, I don't not re- you the other one oh. no no ollie oh you definitely yeah. definitely ollie i okay. noticed that he does that but i don't respond to it with any kind of a uh, emotion or physical you know, gesture or anything. Even more reason to not trust him. I notice it, and I say, hi! He must be a robot. (laughs) (laughs) You guys come upon the first cell as you're walking forward and and talking to each other and and making gestures, which luckily are not too rude to each other. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Off to the left, and Valhana, you especially notice that you hear what sounds to be a child's whimper. I was gonna say From because she gets a plus forty seven to perception. <laughs> I, I'm not even bothering with perception. Okay. Okay. Plus you, you got you guys are in a hallway where that's filled with nothing but sounds and jail cells. There's nothing really to perceive. There's <laughs> but you hear what it it really stands out from this cage. You hear what seems to be a little girl just whimpering, weeping harshly. 
ugly crying, would you say? <laughs> like somebody stole her last muffin and she's starving, yes. Oh, you gotta bring in the muffins, man. <laughs> Do you know the muffin man? Oh, I am the muffin man. Oh, right. <laughs> Say it in the voice. <sighs> I am the muffin man. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Gotta get Do them. You know the muffin man, the muffin man, the muffin man. <laughs> gotta get them Are muffies, you... boys. <laughs> Are you actually singing that in the hallway? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh they're like. I start singing along, barely knowing the words, so I'm a little off. Is there like <laughs> lava that I can push him into? <laughs> can make some. <laughs> so as as you guys turn to the crying sound, uh, you, you see that the 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 bars of the cell are just like the ones you were in. However, it is pitch black inside that cell. You can't make out anything uh, inside, all, except for the sound of a little girl crying harshly. Even if we have dark vision? Even it's an, an impenetrable darkness. You can't see inside oh of it. It's advanced darkness. Hmm. You can't dark cast up. magic missile. <laughs> you can't <laughs> cast magic missile at the darkness. Melwood, really? Melwood. <laughs> Melwood, we need some fire. Yes. Yes. What? Do you we need a light spell? Yes, we need I fire. Don't, I don't have one. Your speciality. <laughs> firebolt. I, I don't even. Oh, I have a firebolt. I can I fire. I can, do I can do that too. I'll, I'll, I'll put a firebolt towards the ceiling into there. Oh, I will God. do the same. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, we brought the whole freaking ceiling down on her. <laughs> okay, so, so three of you cast fire bolts at the ceiling of the of the gel cell. Well, mine's sacred flame, but yeah. Oh, sacred flame, okay. Well, you As... know, Elwood's gonna hold back if he sees everybody else gesturing and talking. <laughs> okay, alright, so one, one sacred flame, one fire bolt. As you release your spell, it illuminates the hallway and heads towards the cell, and as soon as it crosses the threshold of the, uh, of the bars, it's gone. Well, we tried. <laughs> Seems but like the... the spell magic would work. <laughs> the spell magic? Dispel the spell. magic. What spell I don't magic? Have it prepared though, I'm sorry. Well, you're lucky. I will cast a dispel magic at the cell, at the darkness. I knew I liked you. <laughs> make a, you make, haven't seen me in combat yet. Make an insight check before you do. Uh oh. Get back over to that. I don't think I've ever heard of the spell magic. It's a wonderful spell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're just waiting on the uh, insight roll from Joe. It takes a little bit to keep it I was going to say... Yeah, ah, damn it. No, 15. That's good enough for you to really kind of get a, you know, like a feeling in the pit of your stomach. You Bad know idea. it's not going to work. Uh, what kind of darkness does I maybe think it is under Arcana? 
It's Try investigating it a little, you know. You, you could do that. You could definitely, you could definitely investigate. Advanced darkness. <laughs> the impenetrable kind. Indeed. Uh, like a cock tease on prom night. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> there it goes. Oh, 20. Wow, that's a good enough roll to be able to say that you investigate that dark thoroughly. You stick <laughs> your nose completely into that darkness. You're sniffing around. And, and I'm you're, using Arcana. And you're using Arcana. Or, or Arcana, and and you're, I mean, you're licking your finger and sticking it to the darkness, and you know, feeling how the wind blows, and you're 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 you know, you're you're taking out vials and trying to capture some of the darkness into the vials, so that way you can like run some tests, chemistry tests on it later, and you realize after a couple minutes of really being up close and personal with them bars, you have absolutely no idea why this darkness is as powerful as it is. <laughs> what do you see with your magic eyes? <laughs> However, what you do see out of nowhere is skeletal hands come and grab you by the face through oh. the bars. Oh, yep, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they shall that's a grapple attack. Oh, 19. Yeah. Um they have you. Armor class, man. I don't even get a chance here. <laughs> no. Armor class. <laughs> armor class. You have an armor class of 20. I'm a badass wizard. I'm wearing some rings. <laughs> okay, you just escaped their grasp. Oh, and I think that dexterity of 20 probably helps, too. <laughs> Good freaking God. Yeah. I'm, I think it's I'm not a stupid take... wizard. <laughs> I think it's time they die. <laughs> that was really close. Yeah, ah, you... not, not even close. You narrowly escaped. You, you narrowly escaped their grasp. Uh, as you as you back away, you see the hands melt back into the darkness, and then all you hear is a little girl crying. Okay, how big was the skeleton hands? Were they small like a little girl's? <laughs> there was about eight pairs of hands that gripped out for you. Oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> well, I take oh, a hit of scotch. This um, is <laughs> this is one of those places. I feel like we're in some real danger here. So I cast magic arm, mage armor on myself. See, okay. you didn't tell us if they were little girls' hands still. <laughs> they were skeletal yeah. hands. I mean, you want them to be little girls? Sure, they were little girls. <laughs> there was just a lot of them. They are gender neutral hands. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gender fluid darkness, all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad we can't see into that cell, to be honest. In yeah, my, same my, here. In my uh, esteemed, educated wizard opinion, uh, we're going to leave the cell locked. Hmm. Yeah, That's I, fair. <laughs> I pout. I must concur. What? So since since I'm not able to move thirty feet from a crying creature, is someone have to is someone going to have to carry me? Ah. <laughs> uh. You're feeling awfully drawn to that cry. In fact, you almost feel like it's directed towards you. I need to um, get it. Well, go seeing, get it then. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. I, uh, can I open the cell? 
You absolutely can if you want to. I'm not going to tell you no. Well, I'm since since Vilhana is so cursed, she just rips open that cell and just keeps going, not caring what everyone else says. All right, the rest of the party, you see Valhana rip open that door without explanation and step directly into the darkness and disappear. Miss, please don't. Oh, no. <laughs> Lemmy let starts backing up past everyone. And with that door open... A whole bunch of skeletons erupt out of it. Oh, yeah. You see Valhana's unconscious form thrown back out of the darkness against the, the, the wall in the hallway followed by a slew of multi-gendered skeletons you know being right there because I was investigating it earlier when I see her come out I don't have time to slam the cell shut <laughs> you so don't I'm have time to slam now. can I cast uh, can I do channel divinity what is channel channel divinity? Uh, turn undead as an action. You present your holy symbol and speak a prayer, uh, censuring the undead. Each undead that you can see or hear within thirty feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails its wisdom its saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. So basically, it's turned around and it must move away from me. Okay. I, I, I'm familiar with turn on dead. I just didn't know the the, the term you you used. All right, oh. uh, all right. So you're going to do that? Yes. Also, because I'm past fifth level, I have destroy undead. So if it fails its saving throw uh, against my turn on dead feature, it is destroyed. If its challenge rating is at or below one, uh, half CR. All right. And what is your what is your uh, save save roll? Um. Sixteen, I believe. All right, so I'm gonna roll. There's, let's see here. There was twelve of them, so we will roll three times. So mm, that way, fourteen, fourteen. Okay, fourteen. We'll we'll roll three times. So each group of four. The first group of four, sixteen. They pass. Second one, they fail with a four. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, you say you're using destroy if it if they fail their DC. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those four drop, just become dust on the ground. Thirteen, they f- drop and dust on the ground, and all right, you only have four skeletons left, but they are not turned by your symbol. Okay, it's good and to have a holy woman on our side. Gone for a joke. <laughs> and it is now initiative. <laughs> Which doesn't seem as exciting now that there's only four skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'll just look at her and be like, well done, my friend. I got a seven. Well, I am very sad that I had to kill all the skeletons, so I am a seven as well. All right. MRRPG is hating me. Joe's got a 25. And this is a one, all right. Is that everybody? I believe that's everybody. Yes, that is everybody. Okay. All right, so the first one to go... Oh, wait, I got to roll for the skeletons. Yeah, okay. Joe, you get to go first. Yeah, I'm going to cast a protection from evil on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these guys. They're fucking out. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that you have that. You still have, uh, I believe, Ray, correct me if I'm wrong on the uh, combat uh, thing. Uh, things it is uh, action, movement, and possibly a bonus action. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So you still have a movement and a bonus. Well, I'm going to be moving away. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bonus action, you know, I'll go ahead and fire off a magic missile at one of them. Okay. Feel free to do so. Oh, by the way, Kate, uh, Kate, you're only down for a turn. Okay. Actually, let's make it a firebolt. Okay. Uh, let's see. I got to roll a hit on that one, though. Oh, this takes forever to key in. <laughs> you can use your own dice if you want. Just tell me to roll. That that will hit. Oh, there it is. <laughs> 16. Ah, much better. I'm getting dice on. There you go. And tell me what you Click roll. Honor, honor system here. <laughs> I don't know. I've been really good, good on the other one. It just takes so long to do it. Two D ten. Oh, that would be seventeen. All right. Uh, directed at the group or just one skeleton? One. One. Okay. That skeleton takes a blast back, but he's still standing. And like uh, his expression doesn't change, but just his mannerisms—you could tell that that kind of rocked his world pretty good. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is Nicholas's turn next. All right. I am going to just raise a hand out from under my cloak and uh, ray a frost the shit out of whatever one's closest to me. All right. Roll, to, roll your da- uh, hit. Double check what my plus attack spell attack is. All right. Sorry. No problem. So it's a ranged attack to hit with the spell. Does a twenty-five hit? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that hits. All right, <laughs> go ahead and roll your damage. Two d eights, and on, yeah, on a hit it takes two d eights, and its movement speed is reduced by ten feet until the start of my next turn. All right, well, here's the question then. I know you said you were attacking the closest to you, but we didn't really establish who was where. So I'll take a four-sided die since there's only four people. And number one will be the one that uh, was already previously damaged from the firebolt. So we'll figure out which one it was you hit. That would be number one. He's dead. Oh, yeah. (laughs) His movement speed is reduced forever. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's dead. So now there's three skeletons left. And uh, let's see here. The next highest on the list, that would be uh, Mr. Lemmy Stormkiller. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I'm going to uh, run on up there and go for skeleton number two. Okay. And attack, attack. Ugh. Roll your decks. Twelve. That just missed. Swoosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least now I'm up front. So maybe they'll all attack me and spare everybody else. 
All right, so let's see who's next then. Uh, you failed me again, be, Torm. That would be the skeletons. So they will choose the closest target. That is them. And I'm just so everybody could see here, I'm using the bone white dice. <laughs> All right, so the first one's going to attack Lemmy with it's a three and miss completely. Second one is going for a grapple on Lemmy. Again, a three, completely fail. The third one actually pulls out a bone sword and uh, swipes at Lemmy through his companions. (laughs) What's your armor class? Uh, 19. Yeah, they, uh, they hit you, but it's just a chink off the armor. Okay. No damage. Let me stares mortified at where he would have pulled that sword from. <laughs> I'll let that be to your imagination. <laughs> uh, Mr. Barry, it is your turn. All right. Um, I am going to r- run 30 feet back the way we came. Uh, there isn't any cover around, is there? No, it's a completely straight hallway. I mean, you've got your old cell. Right. Um, that that's kind of that's kind of cover, but beyond that, no. There's there's like no nooks and crannies for you to crawl into or anything. All right. So I'm gonna run run the thirty feet back towards the cell. I'm not gonna go inside, but um, I'm gonna turn around and yell, "Time for some of my special jelly! It's hot!" And I cast acid splash <laughs> onto uh, oh on my the skeletons that are five feet close to each other. Okay. Uh, they need to make a dex save versus 14. Okay, so the D- the DC is 14? Yes. All right. That would be a natural one. Okay. See how nice I am? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I could have said, oh, that's a save. No, it's a, it's a nat one. All right. So <laughs> one skeleton takes. Lemmy is safe from this, right? Four damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's only target of two, and they have to be right next to each other. Oh, sweet. All right, cool. All right. So and that... the other one takes five damage. All right. They're still up, but uh, they're kind of smoking. <laughs> All right. And now we will give Katie her wake-up call. Valhana, you come to and realize that you're staring at three sets of boned feet. Not turn towards you, but you see three sets of bone feet and realize that when you walked into that darkness, you ran into a whole bunch of skeletons who proceeded to surprise, knock you in the back of the head like a billy club attack and and threw you out of the way for them to come rushing out after your companions. And you're seeing basically before you that it's a whole bunch of pile of dust and three remaining skeletons. I don't like being lied to. Um, <laughs> can I can I use a sneak attack behind them with my rapier? Uh, high or low to be good? Hi. Hi. They do not know you. You are awake. Yes, you can use a sneak attack. Sweet. So. Katie rolls with a. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your damage. 
I'm not even going to bother trying to say hit or miss. Twenty-four. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter which one you hit; they drop another pile of dust. Which is for lying bomb, to an bomb. assassin. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> right. There are two left, and we are back to the top of the order, which is. Uh, Mr. You forgot me. Oh, did I? Uh-huh. I didn't see your roll. Oh, uh, that's right. I'm sorry, you didn't roll on MRPG. What was yeah. what was your? What was I was your seven. Initiative? I was same as Katie. Oh, okay. Uh, your turn. I, my apologies. Okay. Um, I am going to animate one of the ones she just killed. They're dust. They're dust? They're dust. I mean, does this, it says a pinch of bone dust? I know. It says I have to choose bones. There's no bones? Yeah, the ones <laughs> that are still walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'm going to uh, chill touch them and I have that is my reaper spell so if they are within five feet of each other it hits two of them oh they're within five feet of each other so go ahead do your thing okay that is a d8 sorry okay well first I have to roll for hits uh, does a 21 hit? A 21 hits, yeah. <laughs> They're skeletons. They don't have an, really have an armor class. A stiff okay. breeze hits them. Um, do I hit the same damage for both of them? Do they take the same damage, or do they take separate damage? I'll let them be the same damage. That, that just... Just for sake of being easier, I, I I don't really know off the top of my head how that spell would would uh, deviate out, but for for sake of argument, yeah, what whatever the damage is, that's what happens to both of them. Okay. So six a ghostly skeletal hand will reach out and grab the creatures. Um. And uh, yeah. Take six damage, and the hand clings to the target. Okay, so they're basically immobilized, and they took six. Now, as this spell goes on, duration, will they continue to take damage from it, or is it just like a one-turn type deal? It's just a one-turn thing, but they have disadvantage on all attack rolls against me until the end of my next turn. Okay. Um, And with my bonus action... Can I use my hand crossbow? Sure. Okay. Does a 16 hit? Yes, it does. And um, I'm hitting the one that I didn't hit before. Okay. And it takes five damage. And then with my movement, I move behind Oliver and hide behind his robes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, they're, they're still very much alive, but, uh, well, relatively speaking, they're still very much alive, but... uh. Very much not, unalive. Yeah, but they're not happy. <laughs> they prefer living impaired. Thank you very much. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of living impaired, uh, Melwood, back to you. There's two of them left. There's two of them left, and they're basically gift wrapped. <laughs> they're mostly dead. Yeah, we'll go ahead and hit them with a ray of frost this time. Yeah. All right. Roll your hit. Sometime this year. 
Hey, I'm, I, I didn't get out a D20 yet, so, I to, so I'm keying it in. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the, the app to, to MRPG. It was, like, freezing up on me. <laughs> 15. That is a 15. That'll hit. Give me your damage, sir. 18. Damn, I like these dice, t- these D10s. <laughs> <laughs> and you, did, you gave this. Previously, you gave six damage to him, correct? Uh, no, seventeen. Did, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I gave six damage to one and um, to both of them. I can't remember what I did on the both of them thing. That doesn't matter. They're they're dead. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they they dust in the hand. The hand dissipates. And you guys are no longer being assaulted or accosted by skeletons. However, now besides a pool of blood running down the hallway, there's also a whole bunch of dust, ancient bone dust, just clinging to the <laughs> bottoms of your, the hems of your, your cloaks and your boots, and scrape it into a jar. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm actually going to collect some of that bone dust. That's so am I. That's some really wonderful stuff <laughs> on it there. <laughs> oh no, I'm allergic to bone dust. <laughs> Luckily, Mel would know secure. <laughs> Scotch. <laughs> secure for everything. <laughs> and with that, guys, we are at the hour mark, and that uh, we are going to lead the crew collecting bone uh, bone dust right there. Guys, thank you very much for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It is taking a left turn from where we left off on the first episode, but you know what? New characters, new beginnings. Uh, well, go ahead and start with Ray and work our way around the room. Ray, where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you? Oh, geez, eh? Well, you can find me playing Lemmy Storm Killer right here. I'm the Chronicler on Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Make sure to check that out. Uh, I play Shattered Dawn on Tuesdays. Go ahead and check those guys out. I do interviews with Breaking the Fourth Wall, and I'm also co-host with Joe and Mark Tolley on uh, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Nice. Joe? Uh, you guys can find me over on Facebook under Joe Cahill, Director, Producer, or Steamhouse Entertainment on Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, uh, just about all of them. And uh, like Ray said, I do uh, War of the Stars with him. And then just about anything Chris asked me to do here. (laughs) Within reason. And with my clothes on. Not always. (laughs) You said you'd never talk about that. Clothes on? Weirdo. You said you'd never talk about that. (laughs) It was a statement, not a conversation. Um, Kate. Katie? You guys, sorry, I'm like going deaf and not feeling very well. So oh, you guys okay. can find me here on Four Corners of Hell playing Valhanna's doppelganger. Or you guys can find me on Chronicles of the Lost Realm playing Valhanna again. Scott? Well, you can find me here baking muffins. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find me uh, on Chronicles of the Lost Realm playing as the Blighted Crow. <laughs> and of course our uh newcomers you guys uh we'll, we'll start with nicholas if, if you have any way you want any fans to contact you if you're doing anything that you would like to uh promote uh 
pretty much just playing Oliver here. <laughs> All right. And same, uh, last but not certainly not least, Busy? Uh, you can find me here playing uh, Frankie. I didn't even say her name during this video, so now you know. <laughs> um, I, I don't exist outside this realm, so you can't find me anywhere else. There you go. And, of course, you can find me right here being the storyteller for Four Corners of Hell. And uh, on the off chances that you find me on the other show, Chronicles of the Lost Realm, I'm playing the uh, black elf that, even though I'm not really a black elf, named Ferran Tecdonalus, although that may have ended at the mid-season finale because he's still mostly dead. Um, otherwise, you could all... To blave. <laughs> to blave. <laughs> Otherwise, you can find me over at our sister channel, Realm of the Mist Entertainment, where I host Realm of the Mist Podcast. I do co-hosting abilities with uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall, doing interviews, and, of course, in a whole bunch of the other shows. And you know what, guys? If you prefer everything in the audio format rather than the video format, make sure you look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm or iTunes or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Guys, thank you very much for hanging out with us, and we will catch you next time as we continue to check out the Four Corners of Hell. Have a good night. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I'm glad I caught that right as we were.